0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in this sermon series with Part 2 on Faith is the Victory. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 John, Chapter 5. Now here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we are so glad and we are so happy We rejoice greatly that you have given us this Sabbath day. You drew us and we followed on. And you brought us to this place of rest and refuge. And Lord, we oppose the lie of the devil. That he is the giver of pleasure and happiness and joy. The devil... Is against joy, happiness, pleasure. He doesn't know what pleasure is all about. He cannot give pleasure to anybody. He's a deceiver of the entire world. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to take people to hell itself, the lake of fire. But you are our God, the author of life the author of indescribable joy and eternal happiness therefore help us to hear and believe your word today and fight against all unbelief and maybe do so daily faith in God is the victory that overcomes the devil overcomes the world and thank you for Granting us that faith, that saving faith, with which we entrust ourselves to you. Yeah. or we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Faith is the victory. I spoke last week of faith. See, a lot of people don't remember what they ate last night, let alone what they heard last Sunday. If you fail to apply what I preached, we are preaching God's word for you. To hear and apply in your daily life. I spoke of faith saving, living, persevering, obedient faith. The faith of Abraham the father of Jewish and Gentile believers of the world. and God demands such faith from us. That we may be saved. And he creates within us such a faith. As we are regenerated. By the Holy Spirit of God. God does not give us dead faith. But saving faith. That we may trust in him daily. And persevere in that trust until we die. And yet Satan daily attacks us to destroy our faith. I used to have... Very beautiful, multi-colored, very large roses in our yard. Then I noticed that the rose buds were covered with aphids. The homopterous insects that sucks the juices of the plants and destroy the beauty of the flowers. And Satan attacks us through the aphids of an unbelieving heart. And we must learn to fight against such unbelief. The writer to the Hebrews warns the believers, See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful heart of unbelief that turns away. From the living God that is that causes you to become an apostate evil heart of unbelief that prevents one from entering into God's rest of salvation evil heart of unbelief that fails to combine God's promise with faith resulting in rest and hope and joy, and peace, and happiness. Instead of trusting God and his promises, the Israelites were characterized by the aphids of unbelief. And we are told that they murmured against God as they encountered divine trials of faith. So turn with me to the book of Exodus and notice how these people who experienced divine deliverance from the slavery to Pharaoh, how these people murmured. Exodus 14:11. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Evil heart of unbelief. Exodus 15 and verse 24. As they came to Mara. So they grumbled against Moses saying... What are we to drink? Exodus 16, verse 2. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. Exodus 17, and verse 2 evil heart of unbelief which brings out divine anger Hebrews 3 verse 10 that is why I was angry with that generation and I said their hearts are always going astray verse 11 so I declared on oath in my anger The greatest insult you can give to God is not to trust Him. Not to believe in Him. Not to believe in Him means... In in fact, we are saying, you are a liar. You are untrustworthy, undependable, unreliable. There is no greater insult than that. And look at verse 17 of Hebrews 3. And with whom was He angry? God is not excited when we do not believe in him. It brings out his wrath, his anger against an unbelieving generation. And we are told that he killed them all. He killed them all. And none of them entered into God's promised rest. So we are warned against unbelief that calls for the outpouring of God's judgment. Let me read to you Hebrews chapter 10 beginning with verse 26. If you deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who has insulted the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I know how this aphids of unbelief destroyed several people in this church who started out as though they believed. Their hearts now are completely hardened. They are now serving Satan with great passion. So beware of aphids of unbelief. Fight against them at the first sign of it. Early detection and treatment are essential. Maybe your spouse, your father, your mother your children, your friends, your pastor may be able to see the signs of unbelief the aphids surrounding you Daniel P. Fuller deals with faith and unbelief in his book Unity of the Bible and the first sign of confusion loss of peace, joy first sign of irritability and worry. Deal with unbelief severely through faith in God's specific promises, through prayer, through singing, that the aphids be destroyed, that you may grow strong in faith and arrive at joy and peace so how do you fight unbelief? First, know that our God is good to us. Let me read. Let us turn to Deuteronomy 7, nine. It is revealed here who our God is. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. There's no other God. Everything else is creation, fallen creation. Everything else is an idol. Everything else is demon. Know that the Lord your God alone is God, that's the idea. He is the faithful God. Elsewhere we read, if we become faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. He is faithful in his being. Therefore, he is faithful to his promises. Keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him. And keep his commands. Jeremiah, let me read again. We read it last time. 32 and verse 41. Understand who your God is. I will rejoice in doing them good. With all my heart and soul. This is God's commitment to you. I will rejoice in doing them good. With all my heart, my soul, my strength, I will summon all my capacities and power to save you, to do you good, to bring you to salvation. That's his commitment to you. It's not the commitment of a devil or a fallen man. It's the commitment of Holy God, eternal God to you. let's understand, God put certain conditions upon our believers, upon the believers. Turn with me to Colossians, chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. That's God's purpose. Without blemish and free from accusation. And then there is a line. And now we read. If you continue in your faith. Established and firm. Not moved from the hope. Held out in the gospel. And we are told. In Revelation 2.10. Be faithful till death saving faith persevering faith living faith obedient faith faith that follows Christ in the narrow way till the end learn how Jesus himself fought against the devil's temptation devil's seduction Matthew 4 1 through 11 tells us that the devil Tempted him that he may command the stones to become bread. And he used the Word of God because he loved the Word of God. He believed the Word of God. And he therefore used it. It is written. It is the Word of God. It is written. Authoritative Word of God. It is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. In other words, man lives by obeying his word. That's real living. And he refuses, though he is hungry, he refuses to command the stone to become bread without divine sanction then the devil tells him to throw down from a pinnacle, and the Lord will take care of you. Again, he quotes the scripture from Deuteronomy 6 and verse 16. It is written, do not put the Lord your God to test. Again, the devil is persistent, and he said, worship me. And I will give you all the kingdoms of this world to you. How did he deal with this temptation and seduction? He quoted Deuteronomy 6 and verse 13. It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. It is not both God and the devil, both God and the world. Worship him and serve him. Right. And then we are told the devil left him. The Bible says resist the devil with faith in God's word. And he shall flee from you. This faith is the victory that overcomes the devil. This faith is the victory that overcomes the world. This faith is the victory that defeats and destroys, demolishes, unbelief. Arguments and pretensions. The fortresses of unbelief will be pulled down by faith. Divine weapons. Powerful. You read Thessalonians 3, 5, Satan tries to destroy faith that's one thing he wants to destroy because it is the one thing god requires of you and so he knows if you can destroy your faith then you are finished and turn to first peter 5 and verse 8 and 9 and let me read it to you be self-controlled and alert Your enemy, you have an enemy, an invisible, spiritual, demonic enemy you have watching you 24-7 to destroy you, to seduce you, to corrupt you, to cover you with the fits of unbelief in the true and living God and in His Son, Jesus Christ. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Don't tell me that he gives you happiness. He wants to eat you alive. And his hook is pleasures of sin. And he wheels you in to swallow you up. Resist him! Resist him by faith in the word of God and by declaring it at the right time to the enemy. It is written to assist him. How standing firm in the gospel, in the faith, in the promises of God. James 4 and verse 7 says, Submit to God and resist the devil. Both must be done. First, submit to God and resist the devil and he shall flee from you. The object of our faith, brothers and sisters, is the living and true God and His promises. God who cannot lie. God is faithful to what He promises. God is not a man that he should lie, neither a son of man that he should promise but change his mind. Trusting him especially when circumstances and conditions are quite unfavorable. God is able to give life to the dead and calls into existence things that are not as though they were. God creates out of nothing. Saint Paul tells us, we walk, that is, moment by moment, by faith, and not by seeing, not by sight. Diapisteos peripatumen u dia edus faith is the assurance of things hoped for and being certain of things not yet seen there will come a time when faith shall be sighted so let us deal with some efforts of unbelief first is guilt real or false It is an aphid of unbelief that sucks at the vitals of your faith. So we wage war against it by standing firm and confessing God's promises. Turn with me to the book of Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. Now I will read from verse 9 and 10. The great dragon was hurled down. This especially happened at the crucifixion. This great dragon was hurled down, cast out. The ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. And verse 10, for the accuser of our brothers, who accuses them before our God, day and night has been held down. There is the devil. His, His job is to accuse you. The dragon, the old serpent, the devil, Satan, the world deceiver, the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us before God day and night constantly the truth is we are not even aware of such accusation going on before God even now just like Job was not aware of Satan falsely accusing well let's be very clear about it the devil yes the truth is we sinned in the past the devil we sin in the present and we sin in the future devil we do not claim perfection And we do sin the sins of commission and the sins of omission. We transgress and we fail to love God. That is a reality. Guilt. And you go home and read Zechariah 3, 1 through 5. We preached on it how the devil stood on his right hand side and accused him of his sin and his filth and his defilement. God, your priest is unfit. He's filthy. is guilty. God took care of that problem in Jesus Christ. Satan not only accuses against us before God, he accuses in our conscience, in our mind. It is a reality. Saint Paul tells us 2nd Corinthians two eleven: we are not ignorant of his thoughts, his plans, his devices. And we can discern when thoughts come into our head. Ask to the source of it that it is not God, it's the devil. And we can also discern which is the thought of God.